very same place, and that's our real estate question of the week with Bob Martin, the broker owner of the Crossroads Real Estate Group. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Good morning, John. I'm fine. And yourself? I'm doing well. This is this is the uh, this is the same portion of the show where everything seems to make sense, and for the rest of the program, we'll talk about everything that doesn't make sense, but. We're going to ask that you make sense of a question for us, and uh, I've been sent a question for you for the Real Estate Question of the Week, and uh, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Dear Bob, we are purchasing a house with a drilled well. The house has been empty for a few months. When we tested the water, it had coliform bacteria in it. How bad is this? Thank you. Uh, well, there's a couple of key things here. One, it's a drilled well, and two... It's uh, it's been empty for a while. It's so I would say nine out of ten uh, houses that have been vacant for any period of time with a with a drill drill artesian well um, has coliform bacteria. Um, it usually is nothing in the well, which would concern me more. So the water the water at the bottom of the well is it's fine. What happens is because the water is stagnant from the wellhead into the property, um, it just develops bacteria. <clears throat> so it's a rather, if that's, if, if that's all it is, and the well water is fine, which it usually is, it's a rather simple fix. You pretty much call a well company. They take the, the, the wellhead cover off, which um, you all you need is a couple of screws, and they, uh, they pour bleach into the well. <clears throat> and then uh, they make sure that the cover is all cleaned up, uh, they let it sit a little bit, and then um, you basically go in the house and open up all of the faucets and flush the toilets in any way that the, they would drink water, bring water into the house so that that chlorine, chlorinated water actually goes through the lines coming into the property, you know, and, and goes back through the faucets and whatnot. Um, and you do that for a couple of days. Um, you probably run the water for two, two and a half hours a day. Uh, at the end of that two or three days, the um, usually the well guy will come back as part of the service, but if not, you call a, a company that does water testing. They come in, they take a sample, they bring it back to the lab, and I would say again, nine out of ten times, almost ten out of ten, the, the coliform bacteria is, is gone, and as long as the water continues to be used, if you will, and flows through the those lines, it generally that there's, there's never a problem again. But quite honestly, if, if someone, if that empty house, if someone had gone there every day and ran the faucets, flushed the toilets for 15 to 20 minutes at a time, just so that that water in the line going into the house isn't stagnant, there probably would not have been coliform bacteria there. So certainly I wouldn't drink the water. I don't want to diminish what it is. Um, but um, again, I have Yet, there's probably something out there that would be a bigger problem, but in all the years I've been in real estate, I have not seen that situation rectified rather easily. Uh, at times, maybe they, have, they don't even usually have to go for a second time. The last one we did uh, <clears throat> to save the homeowner money, uh, the guy said, I can come back and sit here for two or three hours and charge him. So I got a good book. And I volunteered. I sat in the house and I ran the water for a couple of three hours a day for two or three days. And um, then I called them. The only thing you have to be careful on is if, it, if it's a drilled well, which it always is, 
um, you want to make sure that you don't run the well dry. So you want to make sure, because otherwise it's not, the pump starts sucking mud, and that's a whole different, bigger issue as far as cost-wise. So you basically run the water. You just have to be careful that the well the well is, is fine and uh, the problem is cured. So I would not build the sale or not buy the house because of that. I think it's a, it's a rather simple fix. Um, and they will test the well water. Now, if there's coliform bacteria in the groundwater, um, that's a whole different issue, but I, I've not ever seen that. It's it's just something that develops with the stagnation of water in the lines coming into the house. So it's really just a standing water problem that can be fixed with yes. with simple, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's kind of like uh, like fixing the, the pool water in, in your pool with the chlorine, right? Exactly. They, you know, they bring in a, sometimes they don't even pour the whole gallon, but they bring, you know, they literally bring in a, a gallon jug of chlorine <laughs> and they, they, they pour either the whole thing, depending on the depth of the well and, and whatnot. They try not to over-chlorinate it, but let's call it a gallon of chlorine and, and running the water usually fixes the problem. Well, Bob, I got to tell you, that was a good one because uh, I think that that's probably something that people, they, they, they find a lot, especially in this area, you know, in this, and you, you go up into the uh, the suburban communities and there's a lot more, you know, we're, here in Woonsocket we have, uh, we have city water, but if you get into the suburban communities, you get far more uh, artesian wells up there. And so I think this is uh, probably a really prevalent issue happening in this area. Yeah, I, we see it a lot in my Gloucester office, you know, Burrowville, uh, Gloucester, Foster, uh, situate that doesn't have any way that there's no public water. Um, you know, I'll just pop this way. And, and I did emphasize a drilled well. There's such a thing as a dug well, which goes back to the old farming days. Uh, quite honestly, I wouldn't buy a house with a dug well. That's when they used to just dig a well, uh, kind of similar to a cesspool that's not being, you know, and the water would just leach into there, the clean water, and they throw a pump in there. Well, that you get. All, all, all the time you get chloroform because if there were farm animals there, what happens is the rainwater leashes into this property, you know, into the well. But when you get a drilled well, you get that metal casing um, and you're down 150, 200, 250 feet. You draw, you know, and you're tapping a, an aquifer down there. You're, you're, you're getting good water. Well, that, that other, that, that, that drilled well certainly sounds uh, far less tantalizing, that's for sure. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing good can come of that. Bob Martin, thank you for answering that real estate question of the week. And if someone needs to get in touch with you, Bob, how would they go ahead and do so? Seven six six seven five four five is the office, and my direct cell uh, is four zero one four seven four three five five six. Always a pleasure, Bob. Looking forward to talking to you next week. Okay, John. Thank Have you. Bye bye. And we will be right back after a couple of messages to talk about all the stuff that's going on out there. And a lot of the stuff that's going out there is the same stuff that that real estate question of the week found in there. Well, if you can put that together, good for you. All right. We'll be back here on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI. 
American-made products. That's what we feature at Walt's Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made with serious. Boots from Carolina, Thorogood, Red Wing, and Rocky, all made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts, American-made socks, full-grain leather belts, bootlaces and leather gods and boot gods. And we carry treads, rubber overboots, American-made. So come on in to the place where the workperson finds everything they need. Walt's Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. Find us on Facebook, or if you have a question, 765-7582. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street Steak Tip Dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And now the panel is truly you and I here on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show. You can give me a call at 766-1380-769-0600. Of course, toll free if you still have a rotary phone attached to your wall there in your homestead at 1-800-949-9674. And, of course, you can email me at upfront at WNRI.com. I saw something this week in the newspaper. Yes, I'm still one of those. I still read the newspaper. Get it every day, seven days a week. Uh, there's nothing in it. I find myself breezing through the newspaper very quickly. When it comes to the Providence Journal, the Providence Journal is basically... Uh, a local version of USA Today. You get AP News. You get uh, coverage of the Washington Post. You get Gannett News. And then you'll get a couple of local stories sprinkled in. And that's all you're getting now in the Providence Journal. It's super sad, but I read it anyway because I just need that feel of that newspaper. Like, I'm old school, and I, and I guess that just makes me feel like, you know, I'm doing something old school. Even though I know most of the stuff in there is nonsense. And I saw something that was absolute nonsense this week that completely incensed me. And it was this notion about the potential that they're going to truly phase out natural gas for homes. Like, they're not even going to allow brand new homes to be hooked up to natural gas anymore. Because they want to phase it out. They want to go all electric. Why? Because the knuckleheads in the General Assembly passed something. That's called the Act on Climate. Doesn't that sound nice? The Act on Climate. And the goal of the Act on Climate, the, the goal is to make Rhode Island, Rhode Island, okay, the smallest state in the country, carbon neutral, that is to say, no carbon footprint, no exhaust whatsoever coming from 
anything anywhere in Rhode Island. Carbon neutral by 2050. Do you understand the insanity of what that is on so many levels? Number one, that is never going to happen. Ever. Ever. Because assuming trains can stop derailing, there'll be train travel for commerce. You know, you need to have railway. You need to have diesel trucks, 18-wheelers. You need to have them, them transporting things. You need to have other businesses with large trucks transporting things. And let me tell you something. They're not going electric. You're not going to get rid of gas as a whole. You're not going to do it, ever. You're not going to get rid of fossil fuels. But here's the joke of it all, okay? Now, clearly, if you were looking at me and you said, well, John, if you were uh, in the General Assembly at the time that they voted on the Act on Climate, would you have voted for it? Hell no. Hell no, because it's, you know what it is? The Act on Climate is nothing more than this. It's a piece of feel-good legislation put together by East Bay and South County liberal representatives and senators who were allowed to pass this legislation and foist this nonsense onto the people of Rhode Island in exchange for their support of the current leadership. And this way here, the current leadership in the different chambers, House and Senate, will get the progressives on board because the leadership will show that they are concerned as well about the environment and we've got to do something. What we've got to do is literally strangle the consumer in the state and in the end, have the state of Rhode Island, the smallest state in the country, pretend it's going to go carbon neutral by 2050. And let me ask you this. What is that going to do? How is that going to change the temperature of the globe? How is that going to impact the United States of America? How is that going to impact the earth? When China and India can't stop and won't stop polluting and will keep manufacturing and will laugh at us all the way to the bank. When a simple volcano eruption will disperse more carbon into the atmosphere than anything Rhode Island can ever do in a million years. But we're doing something in Rhode Island. Yes, we have the act on climate because we are, we are taking a stand to talk about climate crisis and environmental racism, whatever the hell that is. If people were serious about this stuff, we would do nuclear, not electricity, because you need fossil fuels to generate electricity. You can't have a world run on wind and solar. It'll never happen. So nobody is actually serious except patting themselves on the back and going to their cocktail parties and telling each other how awesome they are and what great stewards of the planet they are. And then politicians saying, I'm so awesome, give me money because I'm saving the earth for you. These people are Awful. And before the yelling man calls, 
and says, we got to go nuclear. Like, I know that. That's what I'm saying. So let's try to have a constructive conversation without, you know, mainlining a Red Bull before you give us a call. Good morning and welcome to Upfront. I'm not going to say it, okay? There he is. Here I am. But I, I do want to say, you know, it, it's not just feel-good um, legislation. It, it's dangerous. And it's controlling. And now you've got this C-40 cities. Look it up. C-40 cities. Boston's one of them where the mayor of Boston has joined this group. But they're going to eliminate cars within the city. Now, I want you to think about this. People are moving out of California because they don't like what's going on there. Well, if you eliminate cars... You're gonna what? Walk away from California? Or you're gonna you're gonna go with public transportation? You're gonna take your furniture and your household goods and and put it on a bus? A, a lot of this elimination is eliminating America's mobility to control us. There's a lot of control here, and if you eliminate the cars, which C40 is outright a group that their plans they say outright we're gonna emphasize footpath over driving paths. Well, we're going to eliminate cars. We're going to make it so if you do use a car in the city, it's going to be a carbon neutral car, which is really carbon somewhere else car. And and these people are such idiots. I watched a guy last night in a video. He says, he says I'm answering questions about um, the environment. And someone says, well, when will, when will climate change end? He said, when we stop burning fossil fuels. Climate change is going to end. No more climate change. Well, I hate to tell you this, but... The comet hit in Chicxulub, the climate change and the dinosaurs died, and there weren't any people here. Climate change has always been here. Climate change always will be. We are not going to stop it. That's, well, that's you dumb. can't. You can't. And that's the hubris of man to think we are so awesome and we are so liberal and we are so, you know, uh, we are so, like, thought forward that we're going to change the weather. I mean, who can say that? I mean, that is insane. Yesterday was a super warm day, and automatically, if you look on Twitter, it's so warm out there. That's because of the climate crisis. We haven't had a day like this, and this, we broke records. It, here's the thing. It hasn't been this warm on February 16th since 1910. So I guess my question is, if we broke it, the record that was held in 1910 by one degree, was there climate change going on on February 16th, 1910? Or was it just a warm day? By, by the way, if I may, just remember, only 3% of the CO2 in the atmosphere is caused, less than 3%, is caused by mankind. And these guys try to tell us, like, it's a static system. And that 3% we've got in just... Builds up year after year after year, and it's all, oh, you know, eventually 3%. It, it's like, it, it, it's like these guys haven't studied science or math or anything like that. It's like, it's like if you take these infinitesimal numbers at the end of a fraction, that if you add them all up, it's going to be bigger than one. That's not possible. It doesn't happen. I feel you, I feel you get revved up. I feel you're like the road runner right, be, right before he starts running, when the leg starts spinning and the dust starts coming out. I feel it. you're getting revved up. I can feel it. I'm, I'm going to try to control it. I'm not going to scream. It, it hurts my vocal cords. <laughs> Well, listen, I, I knew I, I knew you'd call. I knew you'd be on board uh, with that particular topic, particularly because um, 
if we were honest and serious about climate change, if we were honest and serious about getting off of, first of all, there's not, you're not going to change the weather, so let's stop that. Um, but if you were honest about trying to lessen the dependency of fossil fuels, we would definitely go nuclear, and uh, we're just not going to do it. Why? Because the environmentalists, they just, they're insane. One more thing, John. If you look at the inner, what do they call it? If you look at the ice ages, the inner, space between the ice ages when the planet warms up, right? Those peaks are still higher than we're at right now. If we're coming out of the ice age, we still haven't peaked out according to the peaks the planet reached on the last, when it came out of the last ice ages. So worried about global warming, but historically, we're actually cooler right now than we have been. It's still got a ways to go before it reaches what it should reach historically. I did it. I got you. I got you there. And I knew that I would. Hey, listen, I knew you'd call. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. Have a great weekend. Yeah, we got him there. And I knew that I would. Um, he's right. Absolutely. You know, there is a life cycle to a planet, and it's the hubris of man to think that you can control the weather without realizing that your life is but an infinitesimal speck in the grand scheme of, the, of a planet. This planet has been here for a billion years, will be here for a billion years. It is always and ever-changing. And Rhode Island going carbon neutral and saying we're not going to allow gas stoves any longer or gas hookups into houses is not going to make a hill of beans of difference. We do have a caller on the line. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. The name of the business, All Tech Painting. We've been serving the Massachusetts and Rhode Island community with top-notch painting services. We want to be your one-stop shop for interior and exterior painting, plastering, drywall repair, power washing, wood staining, and so much more. And we do all this with the promise of 100% satisfaction using quality materials and the finest product you can be proud of. That's the kind of company we are. Have any questions or want a quote? Call 401-378-7765. All Tech Painting of North Attleboro, ready to serve you at 401-378-7765. Skilled craftsmen, ready to work for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And let's get back to the panel. That's me and you here on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show. And you can call me at 766-1380, 769-0600. 
1-800-949-9674. And, of course, you can email me. That's upfront at WNRI.com. Uh, before we get back to the phones, I'm just going to say, yes, this is the insanity of, of environmentalism. And remember... This is how it was presented throughout the years. You were going to have the new ice age, right? There was going to be the new ice age. The new ice age was coming. And then you may recall acid rain was coming and it was going to melt all the cities. And then it was global warming. So we went from the ice age to global warming. The world was going to turn into the sun. And, that, and it was going to be inhospitable to life. And then it became, uh, it was global warming and then it became climate change. Because climate change now, if the climate changes, we can say, oh, that's our fault. We're, we're doing it because the climate's changing. And now it's the climate crisis. Now it's the climate crisis. Let me tell you something. These people are crazy. Liberalism is a mental disease. It's really that easy. Good morning and welcome to WNRI. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning. I want to talk about two hoaxes. I'll be as concise as possible, okay? First one. Let's talk about just sort of propaganda, fake science, just fake whatever, right? So um, remember the food pyramid. Food pyramid turned out to be fake science, right? Uh, it was funded by the grain industry, right? Bad, bad, bad for kids to eat eleven servings of grain a day. My right? whole, my, my, hard way. I think my whole, I think my whole, my my whole youth was based on the food pyramid. No, my whole, I'm sorry, my whole youth was based on the four food groups. I'm sorry. Remember, right, remember the commercials? Yeah, yeah. Remember the commercials for like Kellogg's? Be like, Kellogg's a part of this balanced breakfast each day, and they showed like the breakfast at the table, and it was like milk, juice, toast, eggs, cereal, a grapefruit, a but like remember the, remember like the breakfast they used to show on the table? Part of this balanced breakfast. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. They were yeah, it, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and, and they were recommending ten servings of grain a day. You know, <laughs> Chef Boyardee raviolis are supposed to be healthy, but. Um, <laughs> You mean they're not? You mean they're not? Yeah, right, right. The other part the hoax I was talking about is what's called, and I will say it right here on the air, recycling was a hoax. All these years later, we find out 91% of the plastic is ending up in the landfills and the oceans. What we should have been talking about is, quote, reusing. But recycling is pushed by, you know, the, the, the Coca-Cola in Poland Spring and Avian Water. Do you think they want recycling? Do you think they want reusing? Hell no. They'd go out of business. So that's hoax number two. That's, that's really my first hoax, the recycling hoax, right? Um, and uh, should I go into my, my next topic, or do you want to comment on that? Or? I'm going to say this. I've read those things where basically... All that time you take to separate all your stuff that makes you feel good, how much of it actually ends up being recycled and how much actually does. It's really stunning that uh, so much of the stuff that you claim that you're recycling actually gets put into a landfill. Um, you know, you're right. If we were going to do, you know, we should be reusing and doing other things. You know, I lost an election for a number of reasons back in 2012, but one of them was, was that People in Oak Grove who were in my district thought that I was saying I wanted to put a waste-to-energy plant in Oak Grove, which I didn't. But my plan was I wanted to lift the um, the moratorium on burning. I wanted to on, on incineration. There's, there's a moratorium where no city or town of Rhode Island can incinerate. And I wanted to lift that moratorium for the city of Woonsocket for no other reason if we could go out to RFP for a waste-to-energy plant to be sited somewhere in Woonsocket. Now, a waste-to-energy plant, which 
is located less than a mile from the Eiffel Tower in France, which is used all over, all over Europe. To, in Denmark, they use waste energy plants and they pipe the heat into people's homes. That's how they heat this whole town, through a waste energy plant. Because my thing is, is it better to bury trash or is it better to make electricity from that trash and to and to lessen the you know to lessen the tipping fees for a town to make electricity to be environmentally conscious and you know what i got from the environmentalists at, at those hearings we'd rather bury our trash than burn it and make electricity no matter how clean it is okay well that, that, that so that's what you get in this state you can't have you know they they people came to that hearing and said well People should compost. And I'm like, you think people in Woonsocket and a triple-decker are going to start composting on their porch? Like, get out of here. Like, you can't offer all... The only alternatives they want are the alternatives they want. They won't talk any real alternatives. They're, well, they're useful idiots. I mean, the people at the State House who, who would, would present themselves as these hardcore environmentalists, I mean, they have the IQ of pocket list. They don't understand. They don't understand climate science. They don't understand anything about it they just say all right this is what the expert said we don't care who funds the experts though we really don't care who funds the experts we just know they donate to us and this is what they told us to do i always say follow the money do i have time to talk about my you do. go right ahead have you ever heard of regenerative regenerative i'm not going to say the word right regenerating regenerative farming i've heard of have it heard i'm of not it? familiar okay. with it so if people farm correctly and they've been doing this for centuries right not for this intent, but you can actually have cattle farms that actually sequester carbon out of the atmosphere and put it into the soil where, where it belongs. I don't know the ins and outs about it. I've just started reading about it recently. But if you think about these brain-dead environmentalists, they want to ban beef, right? They want to ban cattle farming, and they want to replace it with basically plant, plant-based burgers, which are extremely unhealthy, highly processed, will kill you and give you cancer, right? They want to replace that. But to, do you know how many animals and bugs they have to kill to grow the, to grow the corn, to grow the vegetables to make it? Now, regenerative farming, if environmentalists were serious, which they're not, they would ta- be talking about this and say, hey, look, we can take cattle farming, we can make it humane, we can make it free range. And if, we do it, if the farmers do it correctly, it can be a completely carbon neutral rege- uh, you know, uh, source of food. Uh, you, you, cattle, you can always... You can always have more cattle, right? And again, I'm a very humane person. I don't really eat a lot of meat because of that reason. So treat them Blackbird Farm in Smithfield. Perfect. If they did it right, it would be a carbon-neutral food source. These brain-dead idiots at the State House, I don't know how you don't bang your head against the wall trying to deal with them, John. I really don't. How do you know that I don't? How do you know? <laughs> no, I really, I, I really, I, I'm there now and I look around and I'm just like, it's, it's actually, um, it's insanity. It, you see what is happening down there. There has got to be a change. There have got to be people who are willing to go there and be clear thinkers. And I'm not talking like, I'm just saying to go there and be able to strike a balance between reality and fantasy. The, the, the difference between being pro-business and socialist. There's got to be a balance somewhere where people can say, look. We need to make sure people are being helped who need help, but we need to make sure that we're a competitive business state. You're not getting that. You're basically getting everything should be free, 
all business should, all business should be punished. We should tax people as much as humanly possible for every dollar they make. Oh, and by the way, aren't I doing an awesome job? I mean, it is frightening. I'll tell you, if I end up there with an office near you, I'm gonna I'm gonna order padding for the wall before I get there because I'm gonna need it. So listen, I'm gonna help. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna help you get there. I'm I'm helping you out because uh, it is we need clear thinkers because clear thinkers are in short supply in the General Assembly. Listen, thanks for the call. I always appreciate your calls. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. It's the folly of environmentalism. And then you're going to have Greta Thunberg, who flies around all over the world on her jets to lecture you that you've stolen my childhood. You know, the great Bill Maher, and I can't believe I actually say that, the great Bill Maher. And you can, and you can check him out if you're on social media, if on Twitter. It's at Bill, B-I-L-L, Maher, M-A-H-E-R. He has a show. Uh, uh, every Friday night on HBO, and I don't watch the show, but it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a, it's a half stand-up comedy, half news, you know, kind of pol- political roundtable kind of show. It's pretty interesting. It was always super lefty for me. I was never a big Bill Maher fan, and then because he was always a big like uh, a big liberal, uh, uh, just one of those hardcore limousine liberals. And something happened. Something clicked. He was red-pilled because all I could tell you is he just came around and started talking about how ridiculous the left has become. And you can see his rants. He, he does these, these incredible soliloquies uh, once a week on his show. And he'll put them up on usually Friday night or Saturday. He'll put them up. And I watch them every week and I just find them to be so incredible. And he did one about the environmental hypocrites of the left and how there are two kinds of people in the world, those who fly private and those who can't afford to fly private. And anyone that can fly private will, and yet they will, they will not stop flying their private jets, but they will keep lecturing you as to how bad you are for driving your car to work. And that you should be, you know, carpooling or taking mass transit or you're using your bicycle while they fly off to Bali in their in their private jets. Ah, you at Bill Maher on Twitter. You got to check out his rants. He really is awesome. When we get back, there's an environmental disaster happening in East Palestine, Ohio, but it's really, really weird. Because the environmentalists aren't saying anything about it. Strange, huh? Total disaster. And all you're hearing from the environmentalists out there is crickets. And you got to ask yourself, what is going on? We'll be right back after these messages here on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Well, here's a question for you. From Vern Rainville. Do you have frozen pipes or ice dams causing some damage to your home last winter? Well, this is probably covered by insurance. And did you know that you have two years to file a claim? Call Vern Rainville, the local adjuster that represents you, not the insurance company. Vern is a licensed public adjuster by the state of Rhode Island and will work for you 
to initiate a claim. You can call Vern Rainville today at 484-300-8495 for a free, no-obligation, in-home consultation. All calls are returned in less than 24 hours. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel, the last uh, quarter of the show here on this Friday morning. And you can join in at 766-1380 and 769-0600. Send me an email, upfront at WNRI.com. I have an email from my friend Sandra LaFrance, and here it goes. Good morning, John. Objects were shot down from the sky with deployed missiles after a Chinese spy balloon ran amok for a week surveying USA military sites. That seems skeptical and no remedy for their botched spy balloon debacle. President Trump would have shot it down day one. Perhaps a UFO will beam up China Joe to outer space since he already lives in his own delusional world. Take Kamala, too. Amen to that. P.S. Your thoughts about Nikki Haley's bid for the White House. Have a nice weekend. Sandra LaFrance. Thank you, Sandra, for that email. Uh, I agree with everything you've said. Nikki Haley for, for president. I thought Nikki Haley was a good ambassador to the United Nations. I thought um, she was measured. I thought she was um, a solid representative for the United States. I know... There will be uh, hardcore Trump people. Look, hardcore Trump people out there are going to try to tear everyone down, including Governor Ron DeSantis. And that's what I'm afraid of, because uh, at this point, you know, I'd love Trump to come back, but I just want someone to come back that's not Biden. And so what I'm afraid of is a hardcore knockdown, drag out fight on the Republican side to do all they can from the never Trumpers to keep Trump out. Totally damaging whoever it is that's going to run and somehow allow another Democrat administration. Now, of course, we can't account for the inevitable cheating that's going to happen in the election. So you have to hope that there are more people out there who care about their country and care about their families and care about their well-being that will vote so that it overwhelms the inevitable ballot fraud that is going to happen, that does happen, that will happen, that we've set up systems to happen. So you hope you can fix that. But Nikki Haley... My ears are open, and uh, and and look, there are a lot of a lot of women I would have no problem being president at all. Just 
Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris ain't one of them. I'll tell you that. Now, out in East, I'll be right there on that call. So you just hang on the line. You know, it's no surprise that uh, Northern, that Norfolk Southern, the train company that derailed, that they blew up the train and disseminated all that those chemicals into the sky and into the water, the Ohio River out there. And it's no surprise that Norfolk Southern and the Biden administration don't care about the catastrophe in Ohio. If they did, they'd take preventative action, right? But despite windfall profits for Norfolk Southern and a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill for Transportation Secretary Failure Pete Buttigieg, they have done nothing to protect the communities around which those railways travel with over 1,000 derailments in one year. The Biden administration denied federal disaster relief for East Palestine, Ohio. And I saw a picture of East Palestine, Ohio. And I saw a picture of the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, in the gym with the mayor. And there was no one from the train company there. There was no one from the United States government there. And they showed the audience. And it was an overwhelming white audience there. Why does that matter? Because if it was an overwhelming black audience, the administration would be there. All the politicians would be there. All the mainstream media would be there. But meh, white people, who cares? Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning. I should like to make a couple comments. I should like to hear these comments. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you. Um, first, first of all, you, you're talking about... Um, the bill to make us n- non-emissions as far as uh, Rhode Island goes? Yes. Well, I would like to know, first of all, how many of these people who are um, being so self-righteous um, have all-electric homes and all-electric vehicles and, and how they can afford to do what they're recommending for the rest of us. It's, you know, one rule for, for me and another rule for they, as you say. So I would like to know how it is that they think that this is even sensible. And quite frankly, the only emissions that I want to see stopping in Rhode Island are the idiotic, ill-thought-out pieces of legislation that get passed without any thinking towards the long-term repercussions to the, to the state as a whole. Well, here's the problem. And I said it earlier. There are no, there is no thought process about long-term repercussions. Because in reality, caller, what you had was you had a Senate president who was looking at his membership and saying, my power is slipping, and unless and until, and so you've got really far left whack job progressives, and then you've got these highly thoughtful, hyper liberal individuals in the Senate, and unless I embrace their policies, I'm going to lose my grip on power. So it is better to pass a piece of legislation and make these people feel relevant. And special amongst, you know, their their uh, white their, their 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 Chardonnay cocktail parties. Now they all feel they're all patting themselves on the back, but make them feel important because we can bring them in and we can protect our political position. That's 
That's what it's about. Unfortunately, the public at large doesn't see that kind of inside baseball stuff as what it really is. It's about protecting power bases. It's about making sure that positions, power, influence, money, all remain protected. Here's the thing. It's at the expense of me and you and everyone out there exactly. just trying to make a living and live our peaceful lives. Exactly. And and one last comment. Uh, you, you were talking about um, anyone but Joe Biden. And, you know, quite frankly, they just released the report saying that um, President Biden is healthy and a vigorous 80-year-old and everything's wonderful with him. Oh, please, if you, anyone believes that, I have a bridge in Newport that I can sell you. <laughs> With that, I'll let you go. Thank you. Thank you very much bye for bye. the call. I appreciate it, as always. He's absolutely right. It's amazing that they tried to say that a man who worked 18 hours a day and took no money from the office whatsoever, donated his pay, worked for free, 18 hours a day, always accessible, never hid from the press. Barely slept. In his 70s, they needed to invoke the 25th Amendment because there was something wrong with President Trump. But this guy, who naps all day and they have to inject with some kind of drugs when they push him out in front of the, the, the teleprompter and hope that he can read properly. No. Well, he's the picture of health, and, and at 80, he's going to make a great presidential candidate. I mean, these people are crazy. Good morning, and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning, Representative. I'll be brief. I'll try to keep on any two minutes. I'll be as nice and sane as possible. Oh, well, listen, I'm one. not, no one's asking you to be sane. Okay, well, um, number one, this is what happens when you take a mayor of a podunk town and you make him transportation secretary based on the fact that he's a homosexual. That is why you have what happened with the trades. Look, I don't care about his sexuality. I mean, if that's why they took him, they took him because he ran for president. Oh, Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete. And then, like, he, like, came in, like, third or fourth in the primaries, and they said, okay, we're going to try to shore up that political, you know, group by taking him in. It, it just comes down to put qualified people in positions, right. please. Well, Joe, the Democrats pick people based on their sexuality, their color, you name it. You, you know that's how they get their jobs because none of them are qualified to be where they are. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but that's me being nice. That's the truth, okay? And you know he got picked because he's a homosexual. So you might not be able to say it, but I can, and everybody out there knows, okay? Well, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying it, and I think you're right. I think that's why he was picked. Thing is, I don't think you or I care that he's a homosexual. I honestly don't. But the thing is, like, don't, like Kamala Harris, don't pick her because they needed to have a black woman. If you wanted to have a black woman as your vice president, take Condoleezza Rice, who, I mean, she, she never would have done it. She's a Republican. She but was I'm saying, great. I loved her. Like Condoleezza Rice, one of the smart, like, I wish... I had a I had a Rice for President sticker on my car wishing that Condoleezza Rice would win. Not because I care that she's a black woman, because she's a woman who's so more hyper-intelligent than I could ever hope to be, and I think would make a great president of the United States. Like, I don't care about identity politics. The Democrats and the liberals, they live by identity politics, and it's the most destructive form. That's right. 
what's next, a puppy dog, huh? Okay, guys like you and me, when we vote, and I'm going to go out on a limb because I don't even know you. Everyone, 90% of the people I've ever wanted to vote for or see obtain an office never make it. They never make it out of the primary or something even happens during the primary. Because all my votes are saying logical choices based on qualification and record. And I never get anybody. Trump was the first president. I'm, I'm 52. I didn't start voting until uh, I became, I went from like a, a liberal to a, to a conservative. That's when I started voting, when I got older. Just like, you know, Bill Maher's doing now. He finally woke up. So everyone I vote for never gets in until Trump won. And, and, and but I'm getting off the rails. So I only have a minute. Okay, so I said that about what I had to say about that. He's not qualified. That's why this is happening. And just pay attention to these disasters, and let's see if they're happening in Republican areas where they'll get Republican votes because they might be just killing off Republicans here and there on purpose. Who knows? That's kind of a joke. Well, it, w other, no, but the thing is, is that I don't – let me tell you something. Any Democrat's going to have a tough time winning Ohio now based on how this government dealt with this with this disaster. Dealt with the – they actually denied disaster relief, and it. Look, do you think it's any 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 coincidence that all of this is going on in the United States? Trains derailing with hazardous chemicals everywhere, food manufacturing, production facilities, all catching on fire. Strangely I'm enough, glad I'm glad you're talking about that and paying attention to that because this is sabotage. There's nothing that they will not do to prove their point. There's nothing they won't do. This is the evil of the world that we're dealing with. And it's here in our country, and it's very, very strong. But I, I wanted to say something about Rhode Island, because I know I ain't going to move. Why is Rhode Island not a mega port like Norfolk, Virginia, with everything coming in from here and being shipped out? We employ only Rhode Islanders, teach them to be truck drivers and longshoremen, employ the poor, regardless of their prison records, unless they have violent crimes. For everybody to work. We are only the size of, of a city. I've lived in cities that are bigger than this. There's a hundred counties in the state of Texas that are the size of Rhode Island. We should be the most efficient. We got all the surplus money. Let's have a big giant port. Damn the scenery. Damn the beaches. I want to see ships coming in and out of Rhode Island. Everybody working. And us distributing all the supplies to the Northeast. We can't have an active port. Don't you know that? That's bad for the piping plovers. We need to do something. <laughs> what, do we want to compete or do we want to keep punishing ourselves? We Here punish in the ourselves. State of Rhode Island. This is the state of Rhode yep. Island where, where we punish ourselves. And we, and look, you're living in the state where this is, we live in the state where it's, well, I got mine. Well, I got mine, so I'm good. I got mine. Or I know a guy, so I'm good. Yep. That's what this is. Right. This is not the state where we say, let's plan for the future. Let's make this place a livable state where people can actually prosper. No, we create a state where you actually have to struggle to survive because they can't stop taking your money and spending it on other people that aren't making it. That's what's going on. You know what? That's why I vote for you. That's why I encourage people to vote for you. I actually am actively, since I've moved up here, actively promoting you among other men. Well, thank you. I appreciate I that. And I promote the station rigorously. Well, I appreciate rigorously. that. I appreciate your calls. I appreciate you listening. And with that, I got to go because it's the end of the show. God bless. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. That's it for the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show. I can't thank you enough for being here. I really can't. And I thank you for my calls. 
and for the emails and for the participation. I want to remind you tomorrow, Saturday Soapbox, 8.30 to 10.30 here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM, WNRI, also streaming, WNRI.com. You can tune in tomorrow, and this is my show today. Tomorrow is your show. It's your show to call me, talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. I'm looking forward to your calls, your conversation, your community notices, and everything else. With that, thank you, God bless, thanks for listening, and I'll chat tomorrow. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.